Hey, everyone in. Let's go. Huddle up on three. One, two, three. Huddle, Huddle up. up. No one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is your game now, gentlemen. be calling this the save the words that dc fans have been waiting to hear since 1974 the washington capitals are the 2018 stanley cup champions Welcome, everyone, to the Huddle Up Podcast. And the only thing else I got to say is, how about this, Cowboys? Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Huddle Up Podcast. It's live here on our Facebook page. It is Wednesday, September 4th, 2019. This is a different day for us than normal, normally as we have moved to Tuesday night. But uh, we, again, apologize for last night, feeling a little under the weather. Uh, but we adjust and uh, and when we move on, we have tons to talk about this week, including we learned some things, we look ahead to some things, and Zeke got fed. But first, our show is brought to you by Alicia's Pillows and Things on NGSC Sports. If you're decorating your home, you want it to reflect your taste and likes, so add decor that reflects your sports, movie, and TV fandom. Alicia's Pillows and Things is your hookup. They feature pillows of all sizes, stools, and more with your favorite teams and characters. Log on to NGSCSports.com, find the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage, and place your order. We can't do the show without our co-host, so let's get him in here with us. He is Dave. Dave, how you doing, bud? Jim, we're doing well. Uh, we got week one of college football in the books, and uh, we're moving on to the pro style this week, so... Uh, good stuff with a good week of uh, football up ahead here and some uh, good conversation on tap. Yeah, no doubt. And it's, uh, again, different night, so people don't get used to seeing us on Wednesday nights. We'll be back to Tuesday next week. Um, but we definitely wanted to get a, uh, get a show in, and we appreciate everyone who has been uh, following along with the show, sharing the show. Our, our views exploded last week, so we appreciate that. Um, if you are following along on the live video tonight, make sure you give it a like and a share. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on all your podcast platforms. Follow us on our social media at Huddle Up Podcast on uh, on Facebook and Twitter, and make sure you tell your friends. Um, if you want to call in tonight, and, and hopefully we'll have uh, some, maybe some better luck if without the uh, without the hecklers this week. But the number you can do that is four zero one three four seven zero six one three, and use pin two nine. Three one two, and then uh, that that number is also in the social media post uh, for the show tonight, so you can find it there. Um, Dave, just to look back real quick at, at week one in college football, um, just kind of what to you, what is the biggest takeaway? Mine, plain and simple, and and, and this has kind of been my my theme and uh, thought for the week. When when you look at at a week one, especially when you're playing um, some inferior opponents, as most teams do. Is you want to get out with a win. You want to get out, uh, you know, as healthy as possible. Um, you may have some moments that make you a little more nervous than others, but um, you know, I think the bottom line for for teams is that you just want to escape with a win. And and if you're fortunate enough to do that, um, I think the motto is kind of you, you can't go undefeated if you lose your first game. So um, you know, some, sometimes people read too much into week one and and try and make too many storylines, good or bad. I mean. You know, you saw a Penn State team, you know, score, what was it, 78 
um, and you saw some other teams score less or, or maybe not look as dominant as you thought they should have. But the bottom line is you want to you want to get out of there with a win, um, and uh, and and most teams did that. I think it was, um, I think I saw every team in the top twenty five um, won, obviously except for Oregon. So it was like the first time, and and I forget how many years, but uh, it was the best possible scenario for the top twenty five. So not a lot of movement in that. Um, but what are your what are your maybe your your is your biggest week one college football takeaway, Dave? Yeah, Jim. I think you had uh, one of the keys there, right on right on top. Is that uh, this is, you know, if you've been watching the show for a couple of years, one of the things that I keep saying is you're never as good as you played last week. You're never as bad as you played last week, depending on the end of the spectrum. So, um, college football betting wise, week two is always a really good week because you get overreaction. Um, one of the one of the key examples uh, here is is Pittsburgh is now down to minus five and a half. This is uh, the Pitt Panthers. Um, look ahead line had them at 12, 13, 14. So just because they lost to a pretty solid Virginia team, that line is 10 points cheaper now, which makes no sense. So um, I do like Pittsburgh this week at that current number, but a uh, little, uh, little kind of a couple other things is you have what three SEC teams that lost by double digits. I, I think uh, Missouri lost, Tennessee lost, and I think there was one other that I can't pick up off the top of my head. Um, but you you had the SEC that didn't look as good. I didn't think Alabama looked all that good. Um, I thought LSU looked pretty good. Uh, granted, they weren't playing anyone, but they actually uh, opened the playbook a little bit. Uh, I do like it. Um, I, I I am still pretty pissed about. Uh, I lost my biggest play of the week on Louisiana Tech. Who's <laughs> um, Freaking assholes had four drives of 40-plus yards that they didn't get points on by turning the ball over. They outgained Texas, and they couldn't cover 20-and-a-half. You outgain a team, and you can't cover three touchdowns. I freaking hate you. Yeah, that, that, that's um, pretty rough. So, the, But the, this is kind of going along the points here. that there are you, you will have games that you lose that you correctly – you know, I was on the correct side in the Texas game, win or lose. I picked the right side. I, I The game played out as I thought it was. Texas doesn't have any defense. They just had a ton of turnover luck, which hopefully that's something that re- regresses this weekend. But we'll see. A um, couple, couple other takeaways though. Um, Oregon is a really solid team. They still have a freaking coach though that uh, knows how to do anything. Some terrible play calling there, and uh, Herbert looked pretty good. Um, I didn't think Bo Nix looked all that good for Auburn personally, but uh, he they, they got him down there at the end and made a couple really good throws in the fourth quarter, but. Uh, I mean, they won that game, but who knows? Um, Florida State still had a hell of a melt. Um, yeah, so yeah. maybe they're not as far back as or as back as everyone thinks that they are. But uh, kind of interesting. Syracuse didn't look um, all that good with Dungy going at, and their quarterback uh, or Dungy, their their quarterback last year. They didn't look all that good. The defense looked pretty good, but they were playing Liberty too. So um, kind of take that into account. Um, Wisconsin looked pretty freaking good. Uh, there was a whole bunch of uh, money that came in on uh, USF right before they do the kickoff, which is kind of hilarious that some professional betters are, are steaming Charlie Strong. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty laughable. Um, but uh, the, the other takeaway, and uh, again, I think it's uh, one of the things that's, that's key, especially from a gambling perspective, is, uh, and I'm going to use Notre Dame-Louisville as an example, Louisville got upgraded based on their effort and their performance. And Notre Dame, Dame got downgraded based on their performance so i mean just because you lose a game doesn't mean that you're not moving up or down in the power ranking just because you win a game doesn't mean you're moving up so it's kind of some more analytics and behind the scenes with the the spread and the way that the the care goes with the team type of thing so i was very pleased and impressed with this louisville effort that even being down they were uh they were uh still pressing on third and one late in the game and everything so um good news for them and uh just a just a really good uh, thing to have college football back on the map. Yeah, no doubt, Dave. And and you know the the Louisville Notre Dame game obviously wrapped up the weekend on Monday night. And um, you know I think the, the there's there's definitely one thing that uh, that I can say is if Notre Dame doesn't learn how to tackle, um, Georgia will probably score on every play uh, in two weeks. So that's definitely something that they have, that, that they have to work on. But yeah, Louisville, definitely an, an upgrade. You're looking at a team that, you know, has a lot of talent and, and I, I thought it was, you know, a little funny how, um, you know, you and I talked last week that I didn't think that number, um, was, uh, was in Notre Dame's favor at all. You know, it was definitely 
uh, a Louisville play from a from a betting standpoint. And you're, they have a they have a talented team recruited when uh, Lamar Jackson was there, and they were in the top fifteen, top ten. Um, and 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 they just quit last year on on a on a dead coach. And, um, you know, they have something to prove this year, new systems, new quarterbacks, everything's kind of fresh and new in Louisville. And, and I was looking down over that schedule. Obviously, they're, they're you know, unless some ungodly miracle happens, uh, they're, they're going to beat, they're going to lose to Clemson. But, but there's a lot of winnable games. I mean, I was looking over it and, and if they can play with the same kind of passion and fire that they did Monday, you know, you're looking at a Louisville team that, that's probably going to get at least eight wins um and 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 maybe potentially more i think as of right now and again preseason rankings are what they are but i looking over the schedule i think there's currently only besides clemson one other top 25 opponent in louisville schedule so um they're they're kind of a team to watch preseason win total was what's that three and a half wow yeah i i would uh (laughs) that that's they're definitely you can't go go back and bet it but someone has an over ticket not mentioning games but (laughs) <laughs> well, there you go. If you are uh, wink, wink, one of the fortunate ones that that has that, um, you're probably going to be in pretty good shape. So, um, you know, it's it's again, like we said, week one. You know, I think we're going to find out some other things. You, you brought up LSU. We're going to talk about them um, because uh, from you know last week we covered all the games in the top ten. This week, moving forward, we're, we're going to cover the ones that um, are top twenty five teams playing against each other. But then, obviously, when we get to your segment in a little bit, Dave, uh, with your dogs, we can we can look at maybe some other ones. But only two games head to head in the top twenty-five this coming week, both on Saturday. The first one is at three thirty on ABC. It is number twelve Texas A&M going to number one Clemson, who's uh, last I checked, I believe, somewhere around a seventeen and a half point favorite with the with a sixty-four and a half over under on that one. Um, I, I don't know what to make of this game because. I, I still am not 100% sure what Texas A&M is with, with, with this coaching staff and this team. Um, I think we know what Clemson is. Now, were they perfect and totally clean a week ago? No, they were not. Um, but in the same time, you know, it, it, it's Clemson. We know who they are and with Dabo and with Trevor Lawrence and, the, and this squad. So um, I, I don't know if I necessarily like 17 and a half, just – that 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 does seem like a a little bit of a high number, maybe with a team, uh, number one to number twelve. Again, week one, you know, rankings what they are. I'm I'm so I'm I'm gonna take Texas A&M with points here. Clemson's gonna win. Like every week, it's it's if we have a Clemson game, it's gonna not be a matter of is Clemson winning. It's it's are they gonna cover? I don't think they're gonna cover. And I'm actually going to take the under in this one just because Clemson did look a little bit shaky. Um, this will probably be the week where they correct it and make you know make me look really dumb. But uh, I'm going to go Texas A&M with the points. Clemson wins outright, and uh, and I'm going to take the under on the 64 and a half. Yeah, Jim, I'm uh, I was not impressed with Clemson this week. Uh, I felt that even though they they did uh, really play well in the first half, you have to look at. Uh, I think they had two or three touchdown drives under 30 yards in the first half, and then obviously the Stars didn't, didn't see much of the field after that. But uh, I mean, you, you look at some of this uh, Clemson film from last week, and I was not overly impressed. I, I think that this Texas A&M number is too high. Um, I would probably make it about 14, maybe maybe even slightly 13 and a half, maybe. Um, I grabbed some of Texas A&M at. Uh, open at 20 so and i think it opened at 21 and it's 21 but i got 20 so um i do have some investment at uh a&m at 20 at the moment so um i still like 17 and a half of course um but i do like the over in this too i think both teams are going to go up and down the field on this uh defense didn't look all that good against georgia tech too which is was a little surprising so this is a whole uh whole level up from there and uh i do think that there's a chance that texas a&m pulls off the upset here but uh I don't think it's anything that I would go home and bet on. Um, but I do think there's a 10, 15, 20% chance that they pull off the upset. Uh, but I'm taking A&M with the catching the 17 and a half and then the over. Yeah, and I, I think the thing, too, maybe a little bit with, with what Georgia Tech was able to do offensively is also something similar to what 
Notre Dame was dealing with against uh, Louisville is when you have a, a new system. I mean, I know the coaching staff at Georgia Tech is the same, but you have a new offensive system where, it, you know, obviously Louisville, there was no film um, on, on, on that team there. So, you know, maybe it was just a matter of, of having to make some adjustments in game and, and kind of deal with that. Um, obviously, there'll be film for the other teams to work with for for, for teams that made some changes. So, um, but yeah, I mean, obviously any given Saturday and I, I think probably one where you have maybe a little bit better chance of an upset is, is the other, uh, top 25 head to head game this, uh, this Saturday, this is the night game on ABC. I think this is a, a time change. So if you're used to tuning in at eight or eight fifteen, eight twenty two, or whatever the games you normally kick off the coverage now on it, the Saturday night ABC games start at seven thirty Eastern time. So make sure you, uh, are aware of that as well, but it's number five or number six LSU, a five and a half point road favorite at number nine Texas. Texas is one of the few teams that actually moved in the top twenty five this week, of course, because of the loss to uh, to Oregon. I uh, have the over under, I believe, somewhere around fifty five. Dave, um, this, this this one is a little tricky because you know we we talked about you know LSU did look pretty good, but again, competition wise. Where are they at? You know, the, these are the sort of games, especially early in the year, when you can kind of find out a little bit better what certain teams are made out of, and 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 uh, and, and things like that. Um, in terms of uh, over under, I, I think I, I think I like the uh, the over on this one. I think it's two teams that can probably score. Obviously, when you're talking about Texas and the Big Twelve, um, usually not a whole lot of defensive competition there. And, and we've also seen SEC games get a little bit out of control um, over the last couple of years. So um, I, I like the over, and I'm actually I'm going to go with the home team on this one. Um, I, 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 I just something says burnt orange Texas night game. I like the Longhorns to pull the upset. So give me Texas and the over. You are a crazy man. I, I, I live on the edge, Dave. That's a crazy edge you're living on. <laughs> so, um, I obviously I was against Texas last week. It bit me in the ass, and we're getting right back on that train. And we are we are hitting LSU early and often. We have tickets right now on LSU minus four, LSU minus four and a half, and LSU minus five. Uh, no, no, no slowing down on the on the Tiger train this week, in my opinion. Um, I don't think this Texas defense is any good. Um, La, La Tech was able to move the ball on them last week. Uh, obviously, doesn't show from the score, but if you look at the box score, they I don't know what the final numbers are, but I think they were close to outgaining Texas because they didn't. Um, but this this Texas defense is just massively overrated. They benefited last year from an extremely easy schedule. Uh, I'm on Texas for the year in under total wins. So uh, this is a loss I really need for that ticket too. So we were like tripled down on the the LSU minus the points here. Um, I really think that this LSU team is something uh, something good, and I think uh, this is going to be a coming-out party. I, I think LSU wins this by two-plus touchdowns. And wow. I don't care about the over-under because if, if LSU gets home, Dave's going to be really happy come Saturday. <laughs> um, so that's going to that's gonna do it in terms of our uh, college games this weekend. Um, unless, Dave, do you want to hit some dogs now and then you know hit maybe some NFL stuff, or do you kind of want to – do that all in uh, all in one later in the show. Uh, let's do a couple now before I uh, completely forget about it. Um, uh, one that I, a couple that I really like this week um, from the dog standpoint that I'll figure something out. Um, Furman is Furman. Yes, we're talking about Furman on the podcast, Jim. Um, <laughs> Furman is plus eight. They feature a, a, a triple option that goes against Georgia State. Um, Georgia State run cannot stop the run. Um, which makes them lost to Tennessee even, even more mind-boggling. Tennessee ran the ball 13 times against a team that ranks in the bottom 10 for run defense. 13 times and you lost. I wonder why. Georgia, or not Georgia, but Furman has this, this option, triple option. They should be able to run the ball up and down on Georgia State. Um, I think Furman's going to be able to win, win this game outright. A um, couple other ones that I like, uh, Coastal Carolina should beat Kansas, which is good for our Kansas under three wins. Um, Coastal Carolina, I said, uh, I don't have my sheet in front of me, so I'm struggling here a little bit, Jim. 
Syracuse is starting to become a, a playable number, almost up to plus three against Maryland. Um, I would need three to even consider Syracuse. There's no way I'd consider Maryland at uh, this point. Uh, Come on, I they scored like over Cal. 70 last week, Dave. Yeah, so did Penn State. <laughs> so um, the the uh, other one that jumped out at me is I do like uh, I do like Cal catching catching 14 against Washington. Um, Washington did beat uh, Eastern Washington last week, but uh, again, kind of similar to some of these other games, they won and they won pretty handily, but um, they got downgraded just slightly in some of the the numbers and the metrics. So. Um, that stuff's extremely important to, to keep an eye on. Just because you won by 35 doesn't mean that you're getting upgraded or you're trending in the right direction. So um, those are some, some early plays. Um, obviously, we'll have Dave's dogs play out uh, again. Uh, James Madison crushed me last week, even though they they covered uh, they covered the seven and a half for us, but uh, they lost the money line. They should have beat West Virginia straight up. So this West, West Virginia team is dog shit. So that's all for the moment. Speaking of dogs. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. They uh, absolutely brutal. Um, and you know, I think that there's there's a team that that man re- really really going to struggle throughout the year. And and I, I think Florida State is a team where um, you know that that hot seat in in uh, in, in Florida at Florida State is uh, is going to get even hotter. I think as the year goes on, you blow a lead like that at a game that wasn't supposed to be at home but ends up at home. So um, it's going to be a, it's going to be a long year. I think down there. Can I ask you? Can I ask you a question? Speaking of hot seat, sure. Do you think Brian Kelly is safe? Um, I think I think he's on the hot seat this year. Period. Well, I I think the hot seat at Notre Dame is is always at least somewhat warm. Um, I, I I think it honestly depends how you look against Georgia and how you look against Michigan. And I don't even necessarily think that that you have to win those games for Brian Kelly to be safe. Um, but you know, if you go down to Georgia and you get embarrassed, if you go to Ann Arbor and get embarrassed, I, I think there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of trouble. Um, you know, obviously, if you win one of those, you're, you're probably going to be safe. Um, if you you know, if you go if you go eleven and one, ten and two, win a bowl game because at, at that point, those two losses. Especially if you keep them close, you you should still get a pretty favorable bowl game because of who you are. Uh, and if you can get a win, I think Brian Kelly probably okay. Um, you know, but if if you if you don't kind of correct the ship from even this past Monday, and if you get embarrassed in 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 Athens and in um, in Ann Arbor, I, I, I'm pretty sure the dogs are going to be barking pretty loud um, for uh, for Brian Kelly's job. And and it may be the right you know maybe the right thing. You know, I'm a, I'm a Huge fan of the guy, but um, and I don't. Again, I don't expect them to go to twelve and zero or end up back in the playoff. So I, I want to make sure that's clear. But it's I think those two games, and obviously the rest, but those two in particular, just you can't get embarrassed. If you get embarrassed on the big stage again, that that's that's a bad look that I don't know if he can recover from. So if I cash my under nine wins ticket on Notre Dame, you think he's safe, or you think he's done? Uh, um, oof. I, I, and you know, I have the under cause you've seen picture proof of it. I have seen the picture proof of it. Um, I'm not going to speak to those things because I'm just trying to get as many positive vibes, uh, out to, uh, out to South Bend as possible because, uh, over the net, you know, not this week, you can't lose this week. You don't play. Uh, and n- next week with, uh, New Mexico, you, again, you obviously should be safe, but, uh, the, the 21st night well, game, got the Alabama schedule. What's that? You got the Alabama schedule. Yeah, yeah, a couple of easy ones, then you go right into the the heart of the Lions. So, um, but yeah, I, I think it, it, those two games are critical, and uh, and a bowl game probably critical as well. Um, so let's move on, Dave. If you want to the uh, to the NFL, I think what we're going to do this year is um, is pick the big five. There's going to be five big games. Obviously, a little tough for Week One because you're not a hundred percent sure of who teams are or, or where teams are going to fall. Um, but I picked five games out. Then we're going to give our full season predictions um, for each division champion, the wild cards, Super Bowl MVPs, and all of that. So um, we're going to hammer through the NFL stuff here, starting with tomorrow night. NFL football is back. We've made it. We're all systems go. You know, a couple of weeks of just college out of the way, uh, and NFL football starts tomorrow night. 
uh, in Chicago, the 100th season of the National Football League. It is the Green Bay Packers at the Chicago Bears. I, I can't think of a better matchup to kick off the 100th season. Uh, the Bears are a three-point home favorite, so again, this is this is a fairly even matchup, and I think that's probably correct sitting here right now. Over under around 46, um, 8.20 on NBC tomorrow night. Um, I, I like the Bears here at home. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of motion going into this one. I think the out of the two teams, the Bears probably have less questions um, than than the Packers do. You know, with obviously with with the new coaching staffs and your, uh, you know, everything's kind of, you know, I, I, there's there's talent there in Green Bay, but I think there's just a, a few more questions. So I like the Bears at home. Um, and I, I think I am even going to take the under on this one just because it's opening night and I think you're going to spend a little bit of time testing the water before you dive in. Yeah, I, I honestly, uh, I haven't looked at this game and I I don't know what I like at the moment. <laughs> um, I have a little bit more digging on some things I want to do. Um, I, I Again, right now, if I had to bet it, I would bet the Bears because they're at home. Um, but I have serious concerns about their defense this year. I think they're still going to be really good. But uh, I kind of want to see what they're going to actually do since they lost their D coordinator last year down to the uh, – I believe he's coaching the Dolphins this year. Is that right, Fangio? Uh, sounds about right. Now I'm not even 100% sure on it. but I could be wrong on that, but he's coaching somewhere. Um, so they lost their D coordinator. So I kind of want to see a little bit of how they how they, uh, how they they scheme and all that stuff. And is this D as good as it was last year? Um, kind of counting on the other side of the ball, I, I want to see what Rodgers does. And he's got a whole new wide receiving core and running backs and everything. So how is this Packers team going to be? I mean, uh, at three, you're essentially saying these teams are even on neutral site. Um, I did play the Bears over eight and a half wins, um, but I don't know that I, I have a lot of love on that. That was just pure numbers play because uh, I got them at, at decent price. But, uh, I mean, I would, I would lean Bears because they're home right now and they have a little bit of revenge factor on how the, the Packers beat them last year to open the year, I believe. Um, but I, I don't really have a strong play on this at the moment. However, keep an eye on Twitter. It uh, could change tomorrow. But I would also uh, I would also go under, and uh, I would probably have a, a stronger play on the first half under. All right, very good. Let's move to Sunday, 1 o'clock on Fox. And, and just because it's week one and, um, you know, we're, again, not sure how teams are going to shake out. Um, I have a game with your favorite team, and I have a game with my favorite team. So let's start with your favorite team, the Panthers hosting the defending NFC champion, uh, L.A. Rams. Uh, Jared Goff under contract, new extension for him. Uh, obviously questions with Todd Gurley and, and, and whatnot there. So uh, this one, 1 o'clock on Fox. Rams a three-point road favorite uh, over under around 50 uh, on this one as of right now. Um I, I, I think I like the Rams here. Um, again, with such a with such a close number, I'm I'm gonna just take the Rams outright. Uh, I, I again like the under in this one. We I feel like week one more times than not like I I, I tend to think under just because you know and and this year I felt like especially and and I I don't spend too much time watching preseason games if at all, but I I feel like just from general chatter that that. that this year, more more so than others, the starting, you know, your starting um, players were, were were featured even less than normal. Um, so I think this is kind of really your your first time getting some of these guys out on the field uh, in real action. So it's going to take a little bit to to kind of knock the rust off and settle into the game a bit. So um, I like the Rams again to win. Um, n- nothing against uh, your, your Panthers personally. I just think that the Rams are the better team. Um, but, uh, again, playing the under here. I, I agree with your under. Um, I do like, uh, the under in this spot a lot. Uh, I think Carolina matches up really well against the Rams here. Uh, I am hundred percent on the Carolina plus three, um, and hundred percent going to be on the Carolina money line. I am uh, convinced that we win this game straight up, uh, with no points. Um, I think we beat the Rams. The Rams have the Super Bowl hangover against them. They're flying east uh, for an early game. The the Panthers um, are largely healthy, which helps a lot. Um, Cam's injuries blown out of proportion. Everything I've read that he's pretty healthy. Um, McCafferty could be the best running back in the league. Uh, I know it's a little bit of a homer view, but uh, 
he's got to be in the conversation. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, and quite frankly, I just think that uh, I think this Panthers team is uh, trending upwards. They made a couple of uh, pretty good offseason moves. They signed McCoy, who's a big, quiet signing. Um, but they got uh, – I, I just think that this Panthers team is trending up, and this is going to slingshot them uh, in the right direction. I think the Panthers win this one like – 24-21, 21-17, something like that. Um, but I hope uh, I hope a lot of people take the Rams in a survivor pool because I think that's going to be looking really good for me on a uh, Sunday afternoon happy uh, happy celebration after the Panthers take down the Rams. So uh, can't wait to watch that little little uh, little little shithead run up and down the sideline and have his full time body guy hold him back from all, from the anger of golf and girlies misplays. But uh, Carolina wins this game straight up. All right, very good. Let's uh, let's move to Sunday afternoon, four twenty-five. It is the New York Giants at the Dallas Cowboys, seven-point home favorite, forty-five and a half is your over/under line there. This one at on uh, on Fox, I believe this is your uh, national game of the week. Um, you know, obviously the big news today: Zeke gets a six-year deal. Um, worth up to ninety million. I think there's fifty guaranteed. Um, so he should be on the field. Cowboys should be at full strength. Um, from from that standpoint, couple of injuries on the offensive line, um, which are are kind of your standard. Zach Martin with the back, Tyron Smith with the back. Um, but you know, you you signed some more deals with the the Lyle Collins earlier in the week. Um, J- Jalen Smith earlier this summer. Um, you know, and 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 this going into this season, Dak Prescott has to. Uh, you know, earn his deal. Mari Cooper, the same thing. So um, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what the what the Cowboys are going to look like. I, I think if pieces fall together, you're you're an improving defense. I mean, I, I'm not going to play the Skip Bayless card here by any stretch of the imagination, but but I think this team could be uh, pretty darn good. Remember, you go back to the um, second round of the the playoffs last year. Uh, you know, you fell behind pretty big early against the Rams. Came back, only lost by eight. Of course, the Rams went on to the Super Bowl. So, uh, who knows what would have happened? Um, you know, if if you can, you know, put the put the rest of those pieces together and win that game. Um, but you know, I I think this one is a Cowboys win. You know, you can again call me a homer, whatever you want, but um, I, the Giants just aren't very good. And I don't think it's going to take a lot of time um, for the, uh, the the Giants fans and 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 the media and things like that to really try and uh, make a change there at quarterback. Um, you know, I don't think Eli plays this whole year. I really don't. I think this is a Giants team that's destined uh, maybe six wins at most. They're, they're just not very good. And, and and honest to God, you know, and this coming from a Notre Dame guy living in Pennsylvania, you got to feel bad for Saquon Barkley being in, in, in that situation because that kid is, is absolutely um, nothing but pure talent. But for, for Sunday, Cowboys win, take the points. Um, and I actually, I, I actually kind of like the over. I think the Cowboys can score a lot of points. The Giants do um, do a fairly decent job at scoring points against the Cowboys. So I think we're going to see more in line of you know a a, a, a high score number, um, even even with the Cowboys win and, and taking that seven. Yeah. Uh, so number one question with this game is, what do you think the Cowboys do with Zeke? Do you think he suits up at all and plays, or do you think he has a no, I mean, I, I think it honestly depends what kind of condition he's in. I mean, from, from reports that I saw over the summer when, when he came to the facility one time for a meeting is, um, you know, people said he looked to be in great shape. You know, he's, he's, he's been vacationing in Cabo, but apparently has been, you know, working, working out at least down there. Um, how that parlays to football game shape. I don't know. Um, so to me, the deal got done today. So if he's not, if he's not in the lineup, um, I would be, I would be shocked. The, I think he, he has to be suited up, has to be on the field. Now, how much does he play that that remains to be seen? Like, and, and we're not going to get, we don't get too much into fantasy football in the, on this show, but if, if you're a fantasy football owner that is somehow desperate week one and you drafted a Tony Pollard because you weren't sure of the Zeke situation, I, I think that he could be a potential potentially decent flex play because I think your your gritty yards inside the you know inside the red zone could go to Tony Pollard. I think he's also going to get some work uh, as well just just based on the fact that Zeke has not you know suited up until today. So. 
Um, I think he's got to play. I think he's got to be on the field, especially because it's at home. Um, now, I don't think this is going to be a typical, um, you know, feed Zeke all damn day sort of sort of a thing. I think Pollard's going to get some work, and I think you're going to rely a little bit more on Dak. Yeah, I mean, I think that's accurate for what you said with everything there. I mean, I, I am. This is another game that I really don't have an opinion on. Right now. I need to to figure out who the plan is with Zeke and etc. Uh, again, one of the advantages that people betting have is that you don't have to bet every game. Las Vegas sure. has to put every game up on the board. Um, I have this strange feeling that we've had many times over the years, and it seems to almost, I don't want to say always be right, but it seems to be right a lot. Um, this number seems too easy for Dallas to cover against the, the Giants. Um, so something tells me that this is a, a – I will likely not be on the, on the Cowboys um, – laying the points here, but I might tease the Cowboys to get him down, but uh, I am probably, this is probably a Giants player, a pass for me. Dave, you still there? Yeah, Jim did it. Oh, did I cut out? Sorry about that. I think that this is a, a Giants play or a uh, pass for me. Um, I just don't know with all the questions in Dallas what, uh, what uh, the, the team's going to do, what the game plan kind of looks like, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I do think that there's some strong merit to the under here. Uh, I think it's sitting at 46-ish right now. Uh, you, you figure that, that the Giants more than likely don't score more than 14 or even 21, and, and I don't know what Dallas does without Zeke, in all honesty. Um, my feelings are out there on what I think of Prescott as quarterback. I think he's he's uh, not uh, top half of the league without a doubt, and he, loses, he doesn't have one of his biggest weapons, so... Um, I mean, I, I be, I think that Dallas is going to take money on this week. So I don't know that I, I am going to play the Giants before Sunday in all honesty, because I think I might be able to get an eight and nine, even, maybe even a creeps towards 10. But, uh, I think the, the Giants are the right side here and I don't really have anything to say why. All right. Fair enough. Let's, uh, let, let's, uh, plug away here and move on maybe a little bit quicker looking at the last two, um, just so we get those, uh, the, the full season predictions in. Let's move to Sunday night. Steelers at Patriots, uh, 8-20 on ESPN. Uh, the Patriots is six-point home favorite um, in a familiar position of putting a banner up in that stadium and, and coming off a Super Bowl win. Um, the over-under on this one, 51. The, this game should be pretty intriguing because, again, it, it's, you know, when is Father Time going to bring the curtain down on Tom Brady? Um, you have obviously a lot of changes in, in Pittsburgh. Le'Veon Bell officially gone. Antonio Brown gone to Oakland. Um, so at least to some degree, I think there's a that, that dark cloud that hung over Pittsburgh throughout last season has has moved on. Um, you know, what will Juju Smith Schuster be able to do when he's the featured wide receiver? Can James Conner, now that he is the one hundred percent feature back, is he gonna be able to do the same thing? And and also, is Father Time gonna creep up on Ben Roethlisberger? Um, so I, I, there's a lot of intrigue in this game because you don't know, again, with week one, you don't know where these teams are at. Um, I think this one's going to be more of a, 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 you know, come within a field goal. Um, so I'm going to take Pittsburgh with the points. I think the Patriots went out right. Um, and again, that, that 51 number, I'm going to, I'm going to play the under on this one, Dave, um, just because it's, it's, it's week one. And there's, I think there's a lot of questions on both sides of the ball. No Gronk this year for, for new England, at least as we sit week one. Um, so there's, there's a lot of questions for both teams. Um, so Steelers with the points, Patriots, uh, get the win. And, and I take the under the 51. Well, Jim, I've uh, gone on along with a couple teams here. So we're going to continue. Pittsburgh wins this game straight up. Okay. I think that's because you don't like the Patriots or Tom or touchdown Tom, but that's okay. Boom. Boom. <laughs> I also think uh, for Pittsburgh to win this game, uh, it has to stay under. I don't think they're able to win a shootout. So um, I, I do like Pittsburgh in this spot. Uh, I'm going to wait a little bit and see if I can catch a, a soft seven somewhere. But uh, I will likely be on the Steelers plus the points uh, Sunday night. All right, let's quickly move to Monday, uh, the first of two Monday night football games. Uh, so remember, check your uh, starting time on this one, uh, 7.10 p.m. on ESPN. It is the Houston Texans, the new look Houston Texans. Man, they made a lot of moves 
in uh, in the past week at the New Orleans States, uh, New Orleans Saints, who are a seven point home favorite. Fifty three and a half is uh, is your over under number there. Um, I, I think in the long run, the the moves that the Texans made this year. Uh, or this in the past week, obviously with the retirement of Andrew Luck, I, you know I think the Texans see a big opening there. Um, I think in the long run they'll be great moves. I don't think it's enough to beat the New Orleans Saints. I, I, I think the, the the Saints are one of those um, teams that you can rely on for for doing the the same thing week or year after year, um, especially uh, in the early going. So I like the Saints with the points. Um, and uh, I'm actually going to take the over on this one. The Saints are a team that can score a lot of points. The Texans have a very powerful offense, um, so I think you're, you're you're probably on the side of more offense than defense in this one. Saints, points, over. Yeah, I think I agree with you over here, but the, the thing with the Saints, that you're saying, they've played a lot of football the past two years. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's been a lot of chatter about Father Time with Brady and Roethlisberger and, yeah, you're right. and a couple others. But what, why is Drew Brees flying under the radar? I mean, he's four foot two, and you would think <laughs> these hits—you you would think these hits that would affect him more. But I, I, I mean, I, I just again, I, I'm a Panthers fan. Um, no hiding that. Mm-hmm. But I, I just have this feeling that the Saints aren't. Uh, on paper, they're really good, but I just have this feeling that they're not uh, that something's going to happen this year, and they're an eight and eight team or something, something just unexplainable. So I I, I, I like the Saints week one, but I'm not playing this spread at the moment. Um, I, I agree with you that there's a lot of positive changes for Houston. This is a team that uh, Houston got hammered by professional betters in their under for season win totals. Now that was with Andrew Luck still there, but um, still said something about the team. Um, I, I like the over. Um, I probably like New Orleans and the T's more than anything, but uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see myself on Houston come game time here with the points. But uh, we'll see about that, but uh, time will tell. All right, very good here, Dave. And before we get to our full season predictions, I, I saw this uh, online yesterday and uh, just a couple of really interesting stats as, as we look ahead to uh, to week one in the in the regular season. Um, none of the five teams that beat the Patriots last season made the playoffs. So just because you can beat the new, the new England Patriots in the regular season doesn't necessarily mean that, that there's going to be great things coming down the line for you. Um, the NFC East has not had a repeat division winner in 15 years. Um, so maybe think about that with some futures. Uh, Dak Prescott has the second most quarterback wins of the NFL in the last three years, um, again, doesn't mean you're going to find ultimate success. Um, the NFL's passing yards leader has never won the Super Bowl. Um, so, uh, interesting number there. Uh, since 1981, every Super Bowl winner has had a winning record through six games. So, they were at least four and two through six, not three and three or worse. Um, so, something to watch there, too. Uh, again, looking towards futures. And the Cleveland Browns, uh, they have uh, they have been quite the uh, the attention uh, getting team throughout this uh, this preseason and off season. Um, and announcing today that their uh, color rush uniforms are now their regular home uniforms. Smart choice there. Um, but the Cleveland Browns haven't won a Week One game in 14 years, and uh, and as of yesterday, they were a five and a half point favorite over the Tennessee Titans. So will this be the year? That the Cleveland Browns break that streak, um, I, 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 if I were a true betting man, I would say that this is probably the year. Um, but so the uh, Cleveland Browns' win total is sitting at about eight and a half or nine, and I think they've won three games in the past two seasons. So I mean, this whole thing is just mind-boggling for all the crazy. It is now, crazy. Granted, I, I got to go on a little rant here. Granted, I think there's a ton of pieces in place. With Cleveland, and, and I mean, I think Baker is an incredible leader. I think they got some really good coaching staff. I think the defense is there, but you're talking about a team that has won a three games in two seasons, being favored for their division, being one of the Super Bowl favorites. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I appreciate it because I'm getting a ton of freaking extra value on some other teams at the moment, but. Well, well, it boggles my mind. We will. We'll get to the. Uh, we'll get to the division winner. We'll do the NFC first. 
the the Super Bowl, one of the favorites for the Super Bowl. I think that that's that's crazy to me. Like it's whether they not they win their division again, we'll get there. But to to think that this team can go from what they've been and what this franchise has been to um, a fa- like a favorite to make or even win the Super Bowl is 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 just absolutely wild to me. Um, and, and, you know, I, I don't, I don't understand where, um, you know, people think that that's, that's even truly viable, but Dave, let's, let's get to it. Let's get to the, uh, let's get to the predictions for the regular season and then we'll get to the Super Bowl. Uh, let's start in the NFC. I'm going to run through my four division winners, uh, in the West. I have the Rams. Um, I just, I, they're, they're still the class of that division to me. Um, in the South, I like the Saints. So maybe, you know, maybe I'm just betting on Father Time for getting Drew Brees is there. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, I still think the Saints are the best team down in that division. The North, th- this is probably the hardest division, in my opinion, to pick because I think there's three teams that can win it. Um, I like the Bears. I, I, you know, I think they're going to build on what they did last year. Hopefully they find a kicker and, uh, and, and they, should, uh, they should come out on top in the North. And in the East, it's it's a two dog race. It's an absolute two dog race. Um, and if you think I'm not taking my Cowboys and I'm picking the Eagles to win this division this year, you're absolutely fucking nuts. Um, my Dallas Cowboys win the NFC East. That's very interesting, though, Jim. I never would have expected you to pick the Cowboys in the East. <laughs> so I'm taking the Eagles in the East. Uh, more so, I think, and, and I am. Moment of truth, I think the Eagles and the Cowboys are pretty damn even this year. Yeah. Especially with Zeke signing. The Eagles' schedule is ridiculous. Like, this team goes 10-6 and six sleepwalking through the games, um, assuming one stays healthy. That's a big assumption. But this team could realistically be 13-3, and three, and I wouldn't even be shocked. Um, they are good, but their, their schedule is a joke. So, I, I think that that plays into why I'm taking the Eagles in the East. Um, I agree with you that the NFC North is is crazy. Um, I, I, am, I am leaning towards the Bears again, uh, but I, honest to God, I'm 24 hours out from first kick, and I really haven't penciled in who's winning this division. Um, I have a buddy that loves the Vikings. I don't really see it just because I don't trust uh, – I can't think of the quarterback's name at the moment, but I don't trust the quarterback up there. Cousins. Uh, Cousins, right? Kirk Cousins? Yeah. Yeah, I don't trust him. So um, I, I really have this between the Packers and the, and the Bears, in all honesty. Um, I am I am leaning towards the Bears at the moment, but I'm not uh, I'm not sold on that. Uh, but since you picked the Bears for the show's sake and for, for future value, I'm, uh, I'm taking the Packers. So screw you, Jim. <laughs> um, for the, the, NF, or the NFC West, um, I think you have to go with the, the Rams. Uh, although I, I, I do think that uh, Arizona is going to be an interesting team to watch uh, with, with Kyler, and I think David Johnson is going to have a decent year. Uh, and then what is uh, San Francisco going to do if uh, Jimmy G can stay healthy with uh, Kittle and some of the other uh, pieces that are in place there since they upgraded the QB position over what they had last year? So um, I think the West is interesting. Um, I am really down on the Seattle team, so I'm. Uh, they have been sitting at eight and a half wins at the, the local sports book um, at plus money. I'm hoping that this eight and a half either goes to nine or that I, I will get down on this uh, prior to prior to weekend this this week. But uh, I will be betting the Seahawks for underwind. Um, and then in the NFC South, this is the toughest division in football. The Bucks are going to be much improved this year. Bucks are probably a six, seven, maybe even eight win team. Honestly, the Falcons have. 13 of their 16 games in the Dome. The Panthers are much better. Uh, the favorable schedule, which helps them. And then the, the Saints are the Saints. Um, I'm going to take the easy way out and um, pick my Panthers. However, I, I do think that this Panthers team does have life this year. Um, I was pretty realistic on them last year that they weren't really what needed to be um, there. So hopefully I'm uh, realistic that they are a, a pretty good team this year. Uh, the win total sitting at eight. Uh, I will probably, probably get some money down on the over. Um, I do like them to win the NFC, and I do like them to um, have a Super Bowl feature, uh, both 25 to one and 50 to one. There's a lot of value there, um, and I also like Cam to have a chance at the MVP. 
uh, throwing in some of these betting mixes at the moment. But uh, if the Panthers are going to do anything, Cam's got to be an MVP candidate just with uh, everything. So um, taking the Panthers to win the uh, the NFC South. Shocker, shocker. Shocker, shocker. All right, real quick, Dave, and I, I want to put the emphasis on quick because we still have the AFC and then uh, Super Bowl and things like that. So let's uh, hammer out the two wild card teams. I got the Eagles as the as the number one again. Simply, it's it's their schedule super easy. My number two actually is the Minnesota Vikings. I, I think that um, you know the the Packers are going to stumble a little bit more than them, and and you know I think the South is going to beat themselves up enough that that, that those teams are just going to have not enough wins to get there. I like the Vikings as my wild card number two. Are you writing these down so we can actually compare them? Uh, I am. I am every year. Yes, I am absolutely writing these down so we can uh, revisit them and see how wrong I was. <laughs> Hashtag Jaguars. <laughs> I made it 50 minutes before Jaguars reference to talking NFL futures and predictions, so I, I'm just throwing that out there. I'm I'm on your side tonight, sir. Very good. Wild card. Uh, wild card one goes to the Cowboys. Uh, wild card two goes to the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, I mean as long as as long as Garoppolo stays healthy, I don't see why that team can't be successful. Um all right, let's go to the AFC. We'll get our NFC and AFC champions um as we predict the Super Bowl here in a couple minutes. Um for me, the AFC West still belongs to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um the the South because of uh, Andrew Luck's sudden retirement. Um, and, and the changes that they made, I, I think the Texans are, are the team uh, that takes the South just by default, I think, at that point. Um, again, by default, the New England Patriots are your AFC East champion. Surprise, you know, stop me if you heard that before. Um, and then, then to the end of the, the AFC North, and I think this division is not going to be very good overall. I mean, the Bengals stink, um, and and... Uh, I think the Steelers are actually going to surprise people with how bad they're going to be. Um, I like the favorite to win this division, and that is, yes, I said it, the Cleveland Browns. Um, but I don't think this is going to be like a 13-3 and team. I mean, I think you're you're probably around a 10-win mark um, just because, you know, this division, you know, not the best, but I, I, I will have a little bit of a surprise maybe in the in the wild card. But Patriots, Browns, Texans, Chiefs are my division winners. So I'm going to agree with you on the Patriots because that's going to be simple, even though I, I really would love to, to pencil in the Bears or the, the Jets just because I – not the Bears, the Bills or the Jets just because. Um, we all know how I feel about Stone, but probably one more <laughs> one more hurrah for him here. Um, AFC North, I am going with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I I don't think this team is very good on paper. However, I think they have done a lot that they have actually – they have done a lot to build the team to Lamar Jackson's strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's a really good quarterback, but I think the system that he's in, he's going to excel this year. As, and I know that that sounds really stupid that, hey, Dave's saying he hates this team. He's giving himself a cop-out. I don't think that this team is all that good, but I think the way that they're going to play games is going to wear down other teams. And I think they're going to run the hell out of the ball. And their, their schedule is very favorable against run defenses. So um, I, I know it sounds kind of contradictory. Hey, Dave says the team sucks, but they're going to win the division. Well, yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. So <laughs> um, I, I think it's going to be a repeat of last year that they get in through the division, and then they're going to get absolutely um, steamrolled in the playoffs. Sure. By your AFC West champion, Chargers. All right. Because who doesn't love Philip Rivers? Sure, why not? And his thirty-six kids. <laughs> and then the uh, the the AFC South. Um, side note: I think uh, Austin Eckler is a huge fantasy ad for anyone that uh, still needs stuff. Uh, he might lead the uh, the NFL in rushing this year. The kid's an absolute stud. So, um, if you're looking for a draft pick around the hundred or so, kid's gonna be awesome. Um, and then the, the, the AFC South, um, this one has been phenomenal listening to betting podcasts over the past week. Uh, the, the professional bettors are just mind blown over who to take here because they like the Colts without a doubt. Um, they hit the, the Texans and the Titans. 
with under money on their total season wins, so they're fading them essentially, saying that they're not going to be very good. And then Andrew Luck goes and retires. <laughs> so who do you who do you pick to win this division when you like the Colts? They don't have the the main piece. It's probably worth two to three wins. And then you hit the next two teams with with under with under money. Well, you're left with either the Colts or the Jaguars. So um, I'm going to stick with the Colts here and say that Jacoby's going to lead them to the promised land. But this division this division is kind of like the um, NFC North, except like three wins a team less. Uh, bold. That's bold. All right, let's get to the wild card teams here in the AFC. Uh, I have the Chargers as as my number one. Uh, it, you know, as uh, it's it's whoever doesn't win the West is going to be the number one. And uh, my number two, similar things to what you said for your AFC North champion. I think just you know, it's it's similar hypocrisy if you want to call it that, or or you know, talking out of both sides of my mouth. But I, I have the Baltimore Ravens. As my number two wild card team, I just think that you know they're they're going to find ways to to win games because of how they've set up set themselves up. So I have uh, Chargers and Ravens as my wild cards. So I have the uh, I have the Chiefs as the number one wild card. Uh, same thing as you. And um, man, I I hate doing this. I hate doing this because you're going to be all over my ass. Like I've been all over you for the Jaguars. But, man, I think we have to do it. And I think we have to say, let's go Buffalo for number two wild card. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Buffalo Bills. I've made mistakes taking them uh, for things over the years, too. So I won't be too hard on you yet. But let me uh, let me emphasize the yet there. All right, Dave. Uh, so re- let me, let me uh, change the subject real quick, Jim. I forgot to say this when we are talking about the NFC. But I think uh, – I think a bet that holds a lot of value right now, um, it's about two to two and a half to one, is the San Francisco 49ers to make the playoffs so on a yes no. I think there's a lot of value on that yes at the moment because I think, uh, I really do think this team has a lot of uh, potential, especially with four fairly easy games against the, uh, the Cardinals and the, the Seahawks. So I, I do think that there's some potential on that at the moment. All right, Dave, real quick uh, NFC champion, AFC champion. Who's going to be playing? In the Super Bowl, for me, I have the Chicago Bears. Um, I think the I think the North is the best division, and and I think the best team, um, you know, to come out of that is going to pick up the win. And I actually have the wild card number one in the AFC, the Los Angeles Chargers, winning the AFC, and Philip Rivers finds himself in the Super Bowl. So I have Bears and Chargers in the Super Bowl. Man. Jimmy, you you are a <laughs> how how the how the tides have changed, huh? Yeah, what the hell just came out of my mouth? <laughs> I uh, I actually have uh, I have or will have futures on each of those teams, so um, I hope to hell that you're right because that would be a great Super Bowl <laughs> having a twenty-one ticket on either side sitting here watching it. We'd have one hell of a party. Um, but knowing that you pick that. Um, I am going to say that the NFC champions are the Philadelphia Eagles beating the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC championship game. Oh, oh, that would kill me. All the good, all like the good, uh, the good vibes and everything I sent out to Eagles fans a couple years ago. I, I would first off, I've already retracted them. You guys had your Super Bowl. You, you're not allowed to get one ever again. But my God, play, like. That that would be the worst for me. All right, Dave, who is your AFC champion? So part of so I, I want to clarify that part of the reason that I, I do like the Eagles to the Super Bowl is I think that they have an inside track to the one seed based on their schedule. Sure. Um, and I think having two home playoff games is a potentially huge going into the playoffs. So I I think um, I have fifty bucks down on the. The Eagles, because the fan dole site here in Pennsylvania gave us a, an odds boost, and I got them at twenty-five to one to win the Super Bowl, which is an insanely stupid number, given that everything else is ten to one or fifteen to one right now. So um, we'll have a hell of a Super Bowl party if the Eagles make it. But um, AFC is is really tough because it's hard to go against Brady. Um, as much as I want to, um, and as much as I really want to. But I really like this damn Colts team. And Andrew Luck had to become a, a a mature human being and retire because his heart wasn't in football. <laughs> um, but 
I, I, I mean, last year I picked the All LA Super Bowl, and I had I had both teams in the uh, in the conference championship games, I believe. Or did, no, they lost before that, didn't they? The, the Chargers. What's that? The Chargers lost before that, didn't they? Did they make the uh, Yeah, they were not in the uh, in the title game. Well, I had them. The, I had them both in the playoffs, so that was a win. But um, I, I think. Uh, I think you picked the Chargers, so I'm going to go. God, I hate my life. I'm going to go Patriots over over Chargers. Wow, boy, I feel like we're like almost in reverse from that prediction that uh, Sean and I had the other year. Um, all right, Dave. So you have New England and Philly. I have the Chicago Bears and the Chargers, and I have the Chicago Bears. And how fitting it would be in the NFL's hundred season for the Chicago Bears uh, to win a Super Bowl for the first time in a very long time. The Bears are my Super Bowl champion and uh, and and my league MVP. Now, there's not Super Bowl MVP, league MVP, Khalil Mack. Um, you know, I think if the Bears do find that ultimate success, he's going to be a big part of it. So, Dave, give me your Super Bowl champion and your league MVP. Uh, so, Super Bowl champion, there are two teams. i got to pick the Dan Eagles again, even though I don't want to. Um, but I'm going to go to the Eagles and, and – League MVP, um, I, I think you have to – Carson Wentz has a really good chance at league MVP if he's staying healthy this year. Um, there's some value on him to lead the league in both uh, uh, passing and touchdowns, just given that, uh, again, the Eagles' schedule is ridiculously easy, so that's going to play into his hands. Um, I think Tariq Hill is going to have a decent year out in uh, KC, I believe. Rivers is going to have a decent year with the the the, the Chargers. Um, however, league MVP I mentioned it earlier. Going with my least favorite Carolina Panther in Cam Newton. Wow. Yeah, I'm probably going to make fun of you more about that one than I am about the Buffalo Bills. All right, Dave. Real quick you here. Picked, you picked Khalil Mack. That's not even possible. It's it's entirely possible. Um. All right, let's uh, real quick um, look ahead all the way out to the twenty or a twenty twenty NFL draft, and who has the number one pick? And uh, for me, it's the team that has been Operation Fire Sale, and that is the Miami Dolphins. I think those guys are stockpiling picks, and uh, and they are going to end up as the number one pick in the twenty twenty NFL draft. Who is your number one pick next year? So I feel like. Everywhere and everywhere is giving the Dolphins the number one pick, but I feel like that it always looks so easy, like it's one team and then it never ends up being them. Um, so a couple other teams that are on my radar are the Detroit Lions, and I think one team that really needs to be on the radar is the Cincinnati Bungles. Um, they are missing AJ Green the first three to I think it's four plus weeks now that they're talking. Uh, who else is on his? Bengals team. I mean, you have to give this Bengals team a really hard look at being the worst team in football. There's no guarantee that if the Bengals are 0-4 that A.J. Green even comes back, and he might not just sit the year. Possibly. So, I'm going I'm going with the Bengals. All right. It could be Oakland, too. It could be Oakland. Uh, Bengals are a solid choice. All right, Dave, those are the hot picks right there. I will keep track of those. We will revisit those later in the year um, real quick so we can get out of here. Where can people follow you on Twitter to get your game day plays and all the, all the good stuff like that? We're at uh, Huddle Up Dave on Twitter, and uh, one one play that's very interesting this week is the professional bettors cannot uh, stop betting Jacksonville over Kansas City. Jacksonville plus the four points, so... Uh, I don't know that I can I can take myself to the window with that ticket, but the tickets that are the hardest to bet are usually the ones that you get to cash. So um, throwing a little nugget out there. I'm... So uh, good good luck to you guys, and uh, good luck to you folks if you get money down the window this week. But uh, we'll talk to you next week uh, if Eli Manning has uh, a 1-0 record. Something like that. All right, Dave, see you, bud. And that is going to do it for us. I should have hung up on him when he said the name Eli Manning. But uh, that's going to do it. We thank everyone for uh, watching us and, uh, and, and and supporting us each and every week. Make sure you're following us on our social media pages on Twitter and Facebook. Is at Huddle Up Podcast. 
I am at Big Jim Sports. He is at Huddle Up Dave. Our home network is NGSC Sports, and the sponsor of NGSC Sports is Alicia's Pillows and Things. Make sure you decorate your home with your tastes and likes so you can get pillows of all sizes, stools, and more featuring your favorite sports teams, movie characters, TV characters, and more. She'll make custom orders for you. Log on to NGSCSports.com. Find the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage and place your order. Thank you again. Enjoy the football. And uh, until next week, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the win.